Hi everyone, and uh, welcome to our first episode. I uh, hope that you guys will enjoy listening to it. We enjoyed making it uh, a lot, actually. So um, I'm gonna roll the intro, and I hope you really, really enjoyed this episode. Okay. Welcome to our very first Puzzling Passion episode. My name is Joseph Gabro, and uh, I am a game developer most of the time. And together with me, I have my colleague called Max. You want to talk about yourself a bit, Max? Um, yeah, sure. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm an engineer. I haven't worked that much with uh, game development, but uh, we, we, me, me, and me and Joseph, we we play a lot of games together, and we talk about game development as well. Uh, so um, we thought about starting this podcast and talk about games and taking games, right, Joseph? Yeah, sure. And especially uh, given our backgrounds in engineering and algorithm development, we thought that hey, this is actually a good platform for us to also share what we know and what we think uh, could be a cool thing to talk about. Who knows, maybe one of you guys knows more. And please, if you do, share with, with us your insights. Yeah, the thing is we, we started our own Discord server, so we're gonna have the, the link to our Discord server in the description somewhere, I guess. And uh, everybody is welcome to uh, chat and discuss about game development and tech in games and the newest things in games so um, yeah i think it's it can be a good good thing to have yeah all right so enough about us what about the uh, the state of the games nowadays maxi boy what do you talk about today um well if we uh, want to get right into it i think that um, for about a month ago we all saw this Unreal Engine 5 video, which kind of changed. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. It was, uh, for people that haven't seen it, you can just uh, go on YouTube and, and search for Unreal Engine 5 and you'll get this. It's a PS5 demo that they did. Um, it's kind of a Tomb Raider uh, game-like in in real time. And they, they show two, technologies that they've they've come up with that kind of i i think changed the game uh quite a lot right i i mean it's uh, yeah whenever i saw whenever i started to like press the play button on that video i think i saw it like 10 times or something uh there was something really wrong with them uh was what my first <laughs> thought was <laughs> how, how can you make something like this um but you know uh when you just start picking stuff apart and see what how they tick uh you get into some details that are kind of interesting and you said that this was a a demo for a ps5 uh is it exclusively for the ps5 well i i don't i don't have any details on that they haven't said anything i i think when when we are when we're gonna get into the technology they used behind this i think uh it's gonna become a bit clearer to why they chose the ps5 but there there aren't so much so many details out there yet for for um the real juicy parts of the technology just to to see if okay are PC gamers also going to have uh, benefit of this, or uh, are they are they just gonna be able to use this on really fast SSDs because SSD play an important role in this technology that they've they've used uh, at least for them for the meshes and and the polygons and and things like that. So yeah. yeah. Um, so just to rewind a bit, we, we've talked about polygons and meshes and Unreal Engine. And for those people who actually come from a background where this is not everyday uh, food, what, what, is an, what is a game engine? Uh, what are polygons? Is that something yeah. we want to talk about in this, uh, in this episode? Or do you want to like, just well, give, give us mean... the gist of it? I think it's it's up to you as well. Of course, uh, we can. I mean, we can just say in in general, the game engine is is what you use to develop your game, right? So, um, 
it's it provides you with all the tools that um that you can use to make your game so it, it can simulate gravity it can do it does the rendering uh is it does optimizing for you maybe characters i know unreal has some default characters i i guess unity does as well right yeah or... they do uh, there are a lot of uh different kinds of uh, characters you don't actually have to uh you, you can't i think create your characters within uh, unity and and probably not unreal as well um so you do use a, a third-party software for that uh, but when you import it, uh, you use you, you set them up in such a way that they can interact with the game engine. The game engine itself, like you said, um, adds feature to to the character. They bring the characters to life in such a way that you can play um, and make yourself comfortable in in the terms of the game world that you're about to uh, to create as a game creator yeah yeah so and and they add control to the characters so you can do that and then you can do coding behind behind uh that to 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 have much more control of your game and all that so i i, I guess i mean yeah you can't like you say you can't design your characters in in a game engine you have to use a third-party software for that artwork and design and all that and of course the concept of your game and then you bring it into um into your game engine and then you make it dynamic and create everything around it so so it's a playable game i guess yeah uh, and uh, let's just say as well that it's not just it's not just playable characters it's also about ai it's about sound it's about uh the environment itself with the lighting and stuff with the atmospheric effects uh, all of those things are created in the game engine so an engine is basically the same thing uh, as in a car it gets the the game running so to speak yeah and yeah. we talked about polygons as well for those who don't know what polygons are um it's just a triangle basically uh, or quad uh, quads uh, which is basically two triangles connected um, by a line in the middle it's a plane yeah. uh, in layman terms yeah it's so, it's the uh, most uh, i guess it's the most uh, sorry for interrupting uh, it's the most simple part of a mesh i guess but yeah we'll we won't get into many details about that yeah we can, and a uh, mesh is just a set of polygons <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> uh, anyway so let's just dive right into the technical aspects of the unreal engine and see what we can uh, find there yeah yeah so so this is very exciting i mean for us that have been at least interested by this and you work with this it, this is very cool technology because um i mean obviously when when game designers and artists when they create their 3d models that they want to use in the game they're far more uh detailed than they actually end up to be in the game um yeah and because of the hardware limitations and uh gameplay dynamics and uh yeah ai that also needs to be run on the same system so yeah yeah exactly yeah so so it's it, just to run those those models at full scale in full resolution let's call it um would require too much from your computer to actually cope with that so that's why mostly i mean before if we look at the older games you would see well wow this this video or that they made for the game is very cool just because they used very high high detailed models for for those i know final fantasy was was a good example so square square enix was creating this super awesome and then you were wondering well i wonder what the game will look like so uh, <laughs> and and you know the game was was not even close to the actual movie you would see or cutscene or whatever it was in the game um and it's closer now a lot closer but now with this i mean um in, in games they they have this level of detail concept where to optimize uh, models that are very far away from you the viewer the player um are rendered in a lower quality because you know they take up a very small amount of pixels on your screen so it doesn't really make a difference you wouldn't see the details so then you can scale off all the details and then, but as you get closer of course this is filling up more and more of your screen so you have to um, replace it with a better looking model so that's what they called level of detail um, you would basically swap out models really fast uh, as the player was approaching them 
but with this all that is gone basically <laughs> which is yeah that, that, that is really good. i mean just this just a concept of like skipping half of the pipeline uh, just because you can render uh, the, the the game i mean the the assets from the beginning that you create is just mind-boggling i mean when you when you use the the when you use zbrush uh, that's a third-party software where you create and sculpt characters or uh, buildings or whatever uh, assets for the game so to speak when you do that, you find that the assets that you create are so high poly and so dense in polygons, they're basically useless in any uh, production quality uh, game. Game. Yeah, definitely. But with yeah. this, but with this, this is just straight up import from the from ZBrush all the way to the gameplay, and you you cut you cut down on the level of detail uh, aspect, like you said, within the game engine. So you just leave it at that. Uh, which is done automatically, I guess. The second part, what you what you do is you you can already in ZBrush text texture and uh, rig and whatever you need to do uh, in order to get the assets up and running without actually retopologizing the character into a lower polygon uh, kind of a version. So what you use what you do usually is that you have the high res model. And then you create a low-res version of it, and then you just uh, create a lot of texture maps that you then apply to the low-res model to make it look as if it was a high-res model. Yeah, but and you would you would you have to create several versions of those, I guess, as well. So you would, from from the high-res model, you would create maybe two or three different. Yeah, exactly. Res, uh, exactly, and that's the that, that's the lot system that you were talking about previously. Yeah, uh, yeah. So imagine the the time spent on actual gameplay instead of creating content yeah exactly i mean i mean it's it's a lot of it's a lot easier for the artist just to to be able to to import this into the game engine immediately because i mean maybe they automate that system nowadays of creating lower reducing polygon count on on models i don't know actually but, but yeah they I, do but uh, sorry to interrupt you but there is a there is a limit to how much you can actually uh, achieve with that because the topology actually matters so if you if you're supposed to create a character uh, where you know that the character is is being close up to the camera you need to have a topology that works for animations. I'm guessing, of course, that you're you, you want to animate the character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when a, if if your topology isn't right, then you can immediately your the human eye is just super cool and super awesome at finding details that are out of place. And if you have a topology that doesn't really work for the animation, the the, the player will definitely find it. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah. I guess that even if you automate this process, I, I mean, it will help you along the way. But uh, polygon reducing algorithms, being what they are, they won't make they won't do a perfect job every time. So you always have to go and fix up the model that is a lower resolution that you just generated. So from yeah. the high res model, so it's it's a lot of work, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and with this system now that you can just stream out the the geometry from. From hardware uh, immediately, uh, it's just wow. Yeah, exactly. They 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 said that. So so they do level of detail on the fly. So meshes get retopologized and change vertex count in a smooth on the fly fashion, proportionally to where the camera is and how far you are. Um, and uh, they they do. There's another optimization thing that we we in the 3D and computer science uh, market know where you can actually cheat because if a player doesn't see a certain area you can of course just unload it from memory so you don't use useless resources from for for a thing that a player doesn't even see um, and they call it backface calling and it, it was before it was triangles that you, that you couldn't see they were but now it's down to vertices so it can actually call vertices i know that you said before we were talking about this the other day um uh you said that unity does this as well right or well, yeah uh, the, i mean uh, every game engine does this i mean this is actually one of the, the algorithms that is part of the graphics libraries um in whatever li library that you use OpenGL has this uh, as well 
um, Colin just f faces away from from the uh, uh, from the view. Uh, but there there's a different kind of calling as well, which is object calling, um, uh, occlusion calling. Sorry, where yeah. things that are occluded by other things get optimized away as well. So yeah. imagine that you stand on a, on a, in a street in New York and you see a lot of buildings. The buildings that are the, the walls that are behind other buildings are occluded by the first building. So those walls are meaningless to have in in the scene. Of course, uh, there there's a, an asterisk uh, asterisk with this uh, because there will be issues with reflections and those kinds of things if you don't if you if you're not careful. But yeah, taking away geometry basically for rendering purposes. That's one optimization technique uh, that has been used throughout the ages. Yeah, 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 and it's it's uh, it's pretty cool. So I'm guessing. Well, yeah, this isn't anything new. Uh, OpenGL does this, so it's but it's pretty pretty cool anyway that they've incorporated into this nanite technology. I, and yeah, I think that's <clears throat> that's where we get to this fast SSD thing. Because um, as the models get higher and higher resolution, you have to actually load the models on the fly from uh, the the hard drive. And now the I don't know if if the reason they did the demo was on the PS5 was because the PS the actual feature with the PS5 is that well it, it can it can load stuff at incredible incredible speeds. So it has this uh, incorporated SSD that does 5.5 gigabytes per second, which is awesomely high. Um, and the interesting thing here is how much of that bandwidth they were using when they were presenting this demo. Because they, when when you watch the, the demo, they say, well, you know, at some point, because this is some Tomb Raider uh, thing, they're in a cave area and, and then they enter um i would say a palace or whatever it is and they have this a statue uh, a temple yeah thank you thank you uh, they have this statue with which they say well this is a full res version of this statue and it's i don't know how many million triangles and then they enter this area where they have multiples of this statue like kind of stretching end endlessly or something i think it was they said at the one point that they had 14 billion triangles or something <laughs> yeah uh, which is insane which is like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> they showed the they showed the actual triangles with different colors uh, and it was basically one one triangle on <laughs> every pixel yeah exactly that's what they that's what they say it's it's now a, a, a pixel a pixel triangle or whatever <laughs> but yeah. the, the, pixel. <laughs> the the interesting thing here is actually okay so you have this cool engine now how much of the actual ps5 bandwidth did you use um because i, I guess the the best ssds for in 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 pci express 3 in the PCI Express 3 standard, I, I think some Sam, Samsung has some, uh, and they do 3.5 gigabytes per second reading. Um, that is just sick. Yeah, yeah, and and I know my Intel does 1.8, so it's kind of half of that. And the, the the real question is, okay, so how much did I use? I, I haven't. I I looked um, uh, through uh, Google and I searched on Reddit. I searched on Reddit and and there there weren't any clear numbers. So that would be pr pretty interesting because I mean it it means that if you really want to use this technology, you either get a PS five or um, uh, or you get a better computer, which whichever uh, if you can't use it because uh, PCI Express four will push the boundaries of that. So that that's not going to be a problem, but. Yeah, and and then of of course it, it matters what type of uh, models the the game developers will have that use Unreal Engine five, because it's uh, of course if you, if they have smaller resolution models then yeah it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be useful for for all computers not just uh, the the new ones and with PCI Express four and the PS five, 
So yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's an interesting time, definitely. Definitely. And uh, that was one of the things that actually pissed me off uh, with this demo. This was, I mean, if you start picking the, uh, the, the demo apart, you realize that they talk about PS5 a lot. They really say that PS5 this and PS5 that. And for some reason, if I were if I were Microsoft or Nintendo or well, not, not Nintendo, but say Microsoft, um, being a partner to Epic, which creates the uh, uh, Unreal Five engine, they really made a, a publicity stunt for the PS5. It was really basically only PS5 this, PS5 that. They really didn't talk much about Unreal uh, in terms of the the, the capabilities more, uh, how do I put it? It was more they, they, they were leaning on the capabilities on, of the PS5 uh, to demonstrate what you can do with Unreal Engine. Yeah, and, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being Microsoft or any other partner to Epic, I might have been kind of pissed off at that. Uh, but so Microsoft and Epic are partners, or yeah, any uh, any one of those uh, console game uh, publishers, I would say, or creators. Yeah, um, they they partner up with the game engines uh, to create plugins, to create SDKs, to create uh, any kind of uh, inter interoperability between the engine and the uh, and the console itself. Yeah. So say that you want to create. Uh, I mean, from from the standpoint of Microsoft, of course you want to have uh, you want to have your name show up in places where the developers are, which are basically those who use the game engines, but also on on uh, conferences and stuff. And wherever you go, Unreal or Epic, uh, as well as Unity and Nintendo and the other ones are present. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, yeah it, it is. It is kind of angled towards the PS5 for um, for its capabilities or something. The engineer in us would have definitely wanted more of the actual technical details. Yeah, um, exactly. But of course, this was kind of a like early demo just to show what you're capable of with the new tech. So, yeah. I'll let that one slide. <laughs> there is a demo from uh, from NVIDIA back in 2018, I think it was, uh, where they showed off a, a space landscape, a spacecape, <laughs> where yeah. they, they actually used the same technique that they used in, in the PS5 uh, called mesh shading, um, where they streamed, I think it was like 42 million polygons or something like that. Okay. Um, and at that time, like two years ago, that's like ancient nowadays. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, the, I mean, the, the demo just flew right through uh, right by me. I didn't see it until like two years, I mean, one and a half years later. Um, so where did that go? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they push the uh, the that tech? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty um, pretty interesting that the that it kind of disappeared out and uh, out into space or something. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was a beautiful one. I like it. <laughs> no, but it's it's yeah, uh, it's kind of interesting because Nvidia does a lot of cool stuff. Now now there's a lot of a lot of uh, focus on ray tracing and all that, and they're bringing out their new RTX 3000 series, which will have even better performance for, for ray tracing in real time. And uh, they were showing, because this mesh technology, they call it Nanite. So that's uh, one part of it and um, in Unreal Engine 5. And um, the other was the uh, advanced global illumination technology that they call Lumen, where uh, they, they show uh, you know, bounces of light in the caves and the differences between removing global illumination and keeping it on and you can see, okay, so you have a completely, basically completely dark dark cave if you don't have the, the light bounces inside the cave and, and so on. And they also showed that they can do this in, in real, in, uh, real um, time. So uh, that was pretty cool as well. I'm guessing um, that they're, because from what I know, 
PS5 is using AMD technology and AMD, they have this AMD package that they're using. So they're using an AMD processor and they're using an AMD graphics card. And I know that AMD is trying to match NVIDIA, of course. So they're bringing out their version of um, of real-time ray tracing support, which is RDNA 2, I think they're calling it. Um, and yeah, but it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it does really make a difference in, in games. Um, and I don't know how crucial it is, um, to be honest. I mean, I, lighting is very important, but I don't know how, um, you know, this, is it worth it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know what you, where you're coming from. Um, let me put it this way. Uh, from a gamer standpoint, um, what does it do for you as a gamer? Does it add new new like game mechanics? Is it is it that way? I mean, yeah, where do you, yeah, yeah. Where do you fit in? You're, I mean, you're more of an engineer and a gamer, so you know how to pick apart games. Uh, but from my, my standpoint, the global animation kind of a solution is superfluous well because it sure it does add a lot of uh, ambience and a lot of uh, atmospheric effects and stuff like that but you know over the ages uh, we game developers have uh, kind of become good at faking it so exactly. there's a lot of different there are a lot of different kinds of baked maps that you can use uh, which is basically taking all the information that you create from a global nation standpoint you render it offline so you have it the information uh, in textures and then you just use that one uh, uh, which basically means that you can just do a texture lookup look at the image what is the uh, when you look at the surface somewhere, you just ask the game engine or whatever you use, uh, what is the light information at this pixel or at this point in space? And you just get a value back and do calculations on that. The the good the cool thing with uh, real time global animation, uh, in my in my view, is that you can use it in dynamic environments, meaning that say that you have, they actually showed it in the demo, which is something that I like drooled about for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the cool part for me as a game dev is you can, you can use it for two things. First, the, the dynamic environment that they were showing off, meaning that the cave walls could just uh, be crushed and all of a sudden you have a, light, a new light source. But you can also use it in as a light source for gameplay mechanics, meaning that if you have a flashlight, you can actually see the environment as it is supposed to be shown, and not yeah. just something that is mapped uh, with some kind of texture, but you can actually do it in real time while playing game with a new mechanic. Yeah, and yeah. you can you can interact with the environment in such a way that you can maybe solve puzzles with it, um, or you can maybe find clues thanks to it because of the the new dynamic system, uh, and you can also do a lot of simulations um, with this yeah. kind of thing. I mean that that was that was a wow part for me. Yeah, it came up. I mean, it came into my mind as well that you know well you can do game developers will find a use for it definitely um because before i never saw you know lighting in games as an issue because they they faked it so well and recently i mean it, games are so beautiful right now even without ray tracing support that you feel you know they have the lens effects and they have um yeah all the, the the there are a lot of uh, what is it called um post-processing uh, that you can apply on you know, on the game as well. Yeah. So not only do you use the image that is produced by the camera, but you can also apply some kind of cool features and cool uh, artistic style to it to yeah. make some colors pop out or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it it, it I would say it's it was a problem that didn't need solving. <laughs> uh, and I, I know that like you say this this thing with well you know we're creating we're creating these dynamic dynamic effects there will be use for it and i was thinking about puzzles as well like you can 
you can solve things or provide the player with information that you couldn't before by just doing stuff and uh, you know they should crush this wall like they do in the demo to to reveal a new area and reveal something inside a cave or something something else where you just maybe you have to wait until a certain specific time of day and you saw you can only solve a puzzle during that time because the lighting is yeah i mean there are there are the different definitely applications for it uh but for i mean from my standpoint from what i've seen uh, they also said something very interesting about that um and it was that well you know they do use ray tracing but they use ray tracing only for indirect light lighting um so it means that they don't use it for the the ray tracing part isn't used for directly uh, lighting an object and that means that you don't need a hardware acceler accelerated ray tracing which was kind of cool that that was the cool part of it because well you know they're saying basically we can do this in real time but we don't need special hardware for it um i don't know how uh that's a secret they they might keep i guess uh but uh it was it was uh pretty pretty cool uh cool to do it and it also means what's very cool with that is that well you know if you don't have an rtx card or you don't have an amd rdna2 card uh, unreal engine can still be used on older cards graphic cards um and older computers to achieve the same thing which is that that's really cool i mean i really love those those types of features that you know that don't require because it's very easy to say well you know we have this new feature but you need this new hardware that's very easy to do but yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> that would yeah. actually be really like a cheap shot they say hey we can create 14 billion uh, polygons just like on the fly but you need to have this kind of a uh, hardware in order to, to achieve it. I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, basically the same thing as what VR made just now, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. we have this cool feature, you can do this in VR, but you need to buy all this hardware and you need to uh, get a room for, for just the equipment. Now, of course, everything has become more accessible nowadays, but that was basically one of the problems with VR. It's exactly the thing that you said there with uh, you need to buy this in order to be able to use this yeah exactly and it's it's uh, i mean it's very easy to to say that and vr as well yeah it's like well it's very cool but you do have to pl to pay thousands of dollars to get all this and especially if you don't have a compatible computer that can actually drive this you have to you know buy the computer buy as well computer. yeah so it's it's uh you know not not everyone can afford it which kind of sucks and also but you know they've they've done they've started doing optimization in vr as well uh we can talk about that in some other episodes because i think um, you know bo both htc and uh, oculus were doing some some real nice optimizations when it comes to keeping a, a steady frame rate on on the headset so you can actually because they they changed after a while they changed the requirements so it wasn't you know only the latest cards uh, yeah older cards can... were supported as well yeah my computer is like way old right now <laughs> and yeah. i can still use the oculus even though the drivers uh, didn't support it you know you managed to use it anyway yeah, yeah. But i want to i want to go back to something that you said just uh, just a couple of minutes ago you said that yeah lighting might not be something that is required for a game. Um, I would actually argue the the opposite there. I think that with correct lighting, you create such cool and inviting environments that you lose yourself within the game. Uh, but also, we should also remember that the demo that they, that they used there, there was a, a, there was a game for a realistic kind of look. Yeah, having, yeah. A game, having a game like Zelda or Super Mario or even Minecraft using this kind of tech would be overkill, uh, mostly because the the games use a stylized kind of a, a kind of an approach. Many times it was because of the hardware problems uh, previously, but nowadays there's no problem. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll interrupt you just for uh, because you mentioned <laughs> my, Minecraft. You know, yeah. you know they, they, they there's a there's a su support now for Minecraft using uh, RTX. Right. 
Yeah, ray tracing. Looks, That's all it that looks one. awesome. It's awesome. It's like, what? Now you can have boxes that can reflect stuff. <laughs> yeah, and they're very cool boxes. Indeed. Have you seen these tiled floors? They're amazing. <laughs> the dispersion no. of light. Oh my God. It's like. Have you seen the, the, the Quake demo with RTX? Uh, no, I missed that. There's, there's a game uh, like way back when when I started to play FPS games. There was I think it was Quake Three uh, Arena that they made uh, using RTX cards. So they just went back and like flipped on the switch basically and added uh, global illumination to it. <laughs> it was so, <laughs> such such fun stuff to watch there. <laughs> it was just crazy. <laughs> yeah, because I mean I agree with you. I I think that. From a modeling perspective and a gaming perspective, lighting is, um, it, it depends on the game, of course. But if we're talking about modern games, not 2D games and classics like Mario and all that, because you have the indie developers that do those types of games as well. But um, in modern games, I, I think, you know, lighting is one of the most important things, um, if not the most important, because with correct yeah, lighting... In creating, sorry to interrupt there, uh, in creating atmospheric uh, like feeling, is that what you're getting at? Uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I mean, you can you can get if you if if you have a really nice light model, you can get away with lower resolution meshes just because it's so beautiful anyway. Um, and you you do the baking of ma the the normal maps from from a higher resolution as well, so you you're kind of cheating that system. Um, but if you if you have a bad lighting model, you know it's just not the same. You, you're not going to create the same feeling in in the game, and I think you're gonna you're gonna lose that part, and and it's very very important. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's just add to it. Um, the sound is actually as actually also really really important. So yeah. having good sound design is just just as important as lighting. Yeah. I, Which I mean, is the segue to the index feature that uh, Unreal Engine presented, right? Oh, uh, yeah, used, yeah, exactly. They had some some new cool features, which were like um, there was some, some reverb thing that they made. Um, yeah, bouncing bouncing of light waves in caves and uh, realistic bouncing. I, I think they were out somewhere and recorded hours and hours of of sample material to uh, to create a more realistic effect for for the bouncing of sound waves uh, against different types of materials uh, ah, yeah so yeah. so basically what they did was sample materials reflecting light is that what you're saying yeah i think so yeah Refle the, the reflection of sound against different materials and 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 they they stored all the data so so now their game engine can give you a more realistic uh, feel of, of for for how sound actually bounces inside a cave in their example but it could be uh many different things yeah, yeah but that does that does that mean that every time you want to sample sound or do something really cool uh you need to go and sample actual sound, or can no, I, think, the, uh, I think they like, store the data in the in the in the engine, so you can use their data. Oh, okay, so you can just say this is this is a this is like a rock. Uh, this is a rock rocky cave, which has this kind of volume, meaning that the uh, uh, whenever you create sound from footsteps or whatever, um, you get the the actual sound sampled from their data set. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it's it's the way you say it. Or th there is there is another aspect of it where um, you know you tell the game engine this is a rock. Okay, then it knows it's a rock, and uh, you you just it just automatically uh, does the calculations for it of how the sound from footsteps or whatever would sound if it hit a rock uh, yeah cool. yeah so i don't know how much data that adds to the actual game engine or or uh, how how exactly they were doing it but they said in the demo that they were sampling a lot and uh that that must mean something that you know they're they're adding these pre-added calculations in in the in the engine so you have them available uh for you now well, something yeah. that would be really cool to see is if you can actually render the the sound sound waves bouncing around imagine uh -huh, yeah, that would be cool what kind yeah. of like game game content you can create with that or like game mechanics where you can actually see that hey in this area 
the 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 sound bounces like this quickly because it's almost I don't know fluid or this might be glass and you can see that the uh, the sound traverses really fast in that material. Uh, yeah, that that would it. be really cool. Actually, I agree to have some visual sound waves where you can see exact exactly what's going on in the scene. That would be really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. I don't know if <laughs> the, the, if if Unreal guys will ever listen to this podcast. You can take that. <laughs> of course they will. Or all the game developers. <laughs> I mean, if you're a game developer out there and you just listen to this, this is a copyrighted material, right? <laughs> you need to give yeah. us five percent of whatever you're creating there. Yeah, this, this is not free advice. This is not free advice. Sorry. Even if though the podcast see... is free. <laughs> if we if we ever find out that there's there's a game called Visual Sound, you're gonna be sorry. We're coming for you. <laughs> No, but yeah. yeah, that was that was a pretty cool feature. I, it's uh, it's nice. As you say, it's very very important with realistic sound and realistic light, realistic lighting. I, I think that what we're getting at is maybe meshes are less important, right? Because you kind of get into the game if you have good sound and you have good lighting. You you get into it, right? When you're playing the game. It feels yeah, like I mean that. everything comes down to like immersion, right? Well, yeah. uh, whenever you. you go into a game you have the mindset that you want to get immersed into the game or maybe not as a player you don't actually think about it but whenever you're in that state where where you are in the game and you lose yourself in your thoughts or in the game that's when you're fully immersed in the game and having a cool lighting model um having really good sound really really enhances that now VR is actually one of the best platforms to like get someone immersed uh, to that extent that they they really forget about the real world. Yeah, uh, which is a bit dangerous, but yeah. I was thinking about exactly that when you said VR, that VR is a perfect example for, you know, meshes don't you know, and, and mesh resolution doesn't really matter because you get so immersed that you think it's real, so it doesn't really matter if it's, you know, from a mesh perspective, it's not realistic. Um, but it, you yeah, get, you get so away with it so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, one of the first games that I released was actually a game for VR, uh, which was called Box Shooter VR. So <laughs> your job was actually just to shoot a lot of boxes, and you can shoot uh, different kinds of boxes and get power ups and get better at shooting um, and you get bonuses and stuff but the game itself was really real simplistic in that it only had two kinds of shapes boxes and stars uh, maybe I should have called the game something else than box shooter VR <laughs> because you had stars there but what you did there was it was really simplistic it was like being Cyclops from X-Men but in a really really simplistic way yeah now imagine taking that with real-time lighting, uh, global illumination, and add to that the combinational reverb or ambisonic rendering that they might have or whatever, uh, something that is really, it, it creates something really immersive. All of those th three things, both the visual aspect to it, the, the, the immersion aspect to it, uh, and I mean the attraction and the rendering. Yeah, I would yeah. just stop going to uh, like taking the VR headset off, and <laughs> <laughs> I would probably just sleep in VR as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I think that what what we're saying is what's really exciting with Unreal Engine Five now is that um, I think that we can get as close to reality as humanly possible with the new games that would, will be coming out with Unreal Engine Five. I mean, yeah. when when those boundaries are kind of broken, where you where you don't have to simplify your model, because we've seen, I mean, we've all seen, or m maybe all of us, for those that haven't seen, you can check it out. But you, I, there there are, uh, if you let an artist three D model something, uh, there are images where you you know you can distinguish between photo and a three D model. We've we've seen. Yeah, that. some it's, some it's people there. are just insane. Yeah, and and you know they model they model all these all these things and and you can't you can't really distinguish if 
they put a photo up and they put uh, a 3D uh, 3D render up and you can't see the difference. So I, I guess we're going that way now and Unreal Engine makes it more possible than ever, I think, to, to get there. Um, yeah, especially you know mesh-wise. Yeah, there is actually a good reason for it. Um, there's a there's a company called uh, Quixel, which uh, uses a, a technique that is called uh, photogrammetry, where you you, you take a camera and you go uh, take a picture or several pictures of an object in in actual real life. Uh, so you you can have a rock where you go and uh, put it on some place and you just take a lot of pictures of it. Take it back to the uh, to your computer and do some cool algorithms on it. Uh, remove some lighting information, add some lighting information, create some textures from it, and then just apply that texture uh, or those textures to the actual mesh data, which is super high res because you used a high res camera, mm -hmm. and, and that's what you get. That's when you get really high res, high quality. Um, assets which look amazing because they are actually taken from real life yeah yeah that's uh, really cool actually yeah uh, i think they used it on the uh, on the actual demo in in uh, the unreal demo there on the ah, ps5 okay so that's where they got the the, the model data yeah, from exactly okay, they, cool. they used the i think they used uh the i think it was like 8k textures for every uh, every kind of a rock that was out there yeah yeah i think so they said they said that they do support 8k textures so yeah uh, probably yeah. i mean i think um, the games that will be coming out depending on the game developer and who does it will be um because i think they're really pushing the envelope really 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 hard in in that demo because it is a demo and they want to show what the engine is capable of um i think the the, the upcoming games will be more simple so um, I do hope that they do it in such a way where um, everybody can benefit from from the new from the new technology that that Epic and, and Unreal is is bringing to us. Um, but um, yeah, I think it was pretty cool because I mean, you know, the PS5 isn't that high performance. It, it's a console so it's gonna be it's pretty high performance to be honest because they they i think they use what is <laughs> you just you just like turned 180 there <laughs> well yeah when i thought about it because because they're 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 using the latest the, the latest processors from from amd which are very very good uh and they're also using um the the counterpart to an rtx 2060 i think um it's, yeah, okay. uh, yeah so i mean it's it's not top of the line and uh, nvidia's yeah, coming with like their the, new... the the 60 series isn't that like the the lower end of the spectrum i mean every yeah. series has their like super mega high end some mid-range graphic cards and some like low end but it's still a super high performing graphics card but on the lower end if you compare it to the 70 and 80 version of yeah the yeah same exactly card. yeah it's going to be on a, on a much lower end to be honest but uh, and oh, okay. also yeah i i think i mean uh, nvidia we're now we're comparing with nvidia just because we don't really know or i don't really know what uh, amd card they're using so it's some it's some equivalent to the rtx 2060 but in in nvidia world so you have the ti which is the 80 ti whatever which is the highest and often is the fastest in the world. Uh, Nvidia has launched uh, because they have this lead in in uh, in graphics um, hardware. Um, they will they will have probably that their TI versions is like oh this is the fastest in the world and they they have their Titan series as well and this is the fastest in the world now. Isn't the TI all... and Titan the same? I mean, um, I don't know. Maybe it isn't anymore. The Titan, the Titans usually have uh, much more RAM. When it comes to uh, CUDA cores, what uh, and that's that's their GPUs for our listeners that aren't so much into that that world. Um, that's their GPUs or processing units. Um, they are kind of the same. Um, I don't know how it how it is with the RTX series. I think. I mean the the RTX uh, there's a Titan RTX which has like 24 gigs of RAM which is like crazy, um, 
and I think they have the same amount of Kura cores. Maybe the Titans do have a, a bit more, but I mean, you have you have to real, realize that th those cards are not really for for us consumers. They're most most yeah, they're more for scientists and uh, yeah, and professional use often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So so they're gonna be often bought by companies. Maybe there are there are people that will buy them just because they have the money and they want the, the latest and greatest but yeah um those are enthusiasts high level enthusiasts or something but anyway so the, the 60 series are the lowest i mean they do have 50 series as well but they're i mean they're so low that they yeah <laughs> they're not they wouldn't be considered even for a console i guess um they're very budget so if you if you if you very if you don't don't have that much money you'll you'll probably invest in a 50 series but yeah um but anyway so it, for a console it's it's really not that 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 low spec compared to i mean there there are certainly uh, a lot of people sitting on computers with lower specs than that um but it's not that high end either because they have to make it affordable for for the oh, yeah. for the masses there are different kinds of aspects too i mean you need to be able to mass produce it as well having a lot of cuda cores might be a problem in these times maybe yeah um, and it's it's gonna get expensive you just know it yeah uh, exactly yeah i mean nvidia cards are very expensive uh, paying over a thousand dollars for a card is is a lot of money and that is i mean that is really insane yeah yeah and well, not only that say so that you have the, the the graphics card now we're just drifting off of topic a bit here yeah yeah uh, but it's say okay. that you have you do have the uh, like high-end graphics card you need to be able to make sure uh, you need to make sure that the thermal uh, stuff going on with the graphics card also is uh, is okay i mean if you have a computer which is like half low end ish but you use the like the the, the latest and greatest graphics card but with mediocre uh, cooling systems, then you're probably going to have a problem with the uh, with rendering anyway. Yeah, so yeah. You need, to, you need to have balanced system, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think, and and also, I mean, if you if you have if you have a a lower um, lower uh, grade CPU or a worse CPU, and you put in the latest graphics card in your system. Um, it's gonna bottleneck that graphics card because um, the CPU won't won't be able to hold up. So um, yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, I just realized something. I just want to. I mean, I want to put out the uh, the question out there. Uh, since we're talking about Unreal Engine, uh, and we're talking about the PS5 and the capabilities coming from the PS5, I would actually suggest or. I would want to know if this kind of mesh streaming is also available for the Switch or any other platform. Of course, Microsoft will probably have the same kind of tech in their next console. I haven't really looked it up. Uh, but I know the Switch doesn't have this kind of capability. How does the, 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 the game engine Unreal uh, cope with that? Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting question. I I don't know. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a very uh, very very good question. And for the Switch, I mean, I think the Switch is in its own category, isn't it? Right. I mean, it's it's kind of a different. There, Nintendo is doing a different thing, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a very nice thing, but um, it's a it's a completely different thing. Um, so they're not going to be able to compete not on that level i think they're they're going to be able they're they're going to compete in their own league with portability and ease of use and all that all that stuff um but yeah i i think if if we look at the hardware between the ps5 and xbox um the xbox is going to have um more more power um they 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 have uh, a better the, graphics. The new X series, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I, yeah, like so, I, said, I haven't looked up the uh, the Xbox part of. No, I think I mean I mean the the PS5 has lower specs. They're they're slightly under. Uh, 
Xbox has uh, a, a bit better graphics card and CPU, but at the on the other hand, they they have a worse uh, SSD uh, in 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 terms of uh, speed. Um, so, you read and write to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah, PS5 okay. has you this know, awesome speed SSD. That's that's their main feature, I guess. Um, I would say. Uh, yeah, they, they have a separate engine for for like geometry streaming. Uh, I think it's actually called geometry streaming. Uh, okay. Or geometry engine, um, but but yeah, you know the, the things you just touched on there piss me off a bit more. <laughs> Say <laughs> that I am Microsoft now, and I do have the Xbox Series. Uh, I'm probably going to be able to have the kind of the same capabilities as the PS5 with those specs that you just said. Uh, you could probably have even better lighting. Uh, information and lighting uh, simulation in comparison to the uh, uh, the 3PS version. Since um, this is done on the fly, you don't actually need to stream information about the geometry uh, once you've have it in memory, right? So if you yeah, want to have, yeah. so if you want to do a like global emulation simulation um, on the fly, you still have the data in memory. You do have it in memory. So once read. There's no problem. And game engines or consoles have been really good at, at loading stuff before you as a player see, see them. You might, if you, you just go back like 20 years ago when you played car games, you had those, I think, Need for Speed, if you just think of that. Uh, they, they had this system where it was like a fog in front of you. So uh, whenever you approached that fog, some buildings started to pop up and that was one way to to like get around the problem that you can't read in as much geometry uh, as you'd like nowadays you have like kilometers of uh, game assets in memory and if you could just like load in those parts then you could probably do the 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 lighting simulation on those as well and Taking this into consideration, I find that the 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 focus on this is a thing for PS5, this is a thing for PS5, I would have been pissed off if it was Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. I just want to put it out there. I mean, uh, I love Unreal Engine. I love PS. Uh, I've never owned an Xbox myself, um, but still. No, I mean, either. And, and, and the, the things you said, because now now it gets really interesting on if we can get to the specs of the demo the real specs the, the things underneath okay so how much bandwidth because you know so ps5 has this super fast ssd which is 5.5 gigabytes uh per second and in contrast the xbox has what seems to be a normal ssd which goes 2.4 gigabytes per second so that's half of the uh, the uh, exactly yeah yeah so it's it's a bit more than half right but it's still in the ballpark um, yeah and they do this you know on the fly level of detail which actually means that well you know you unload stuff from memory and then you have to reload from the hard drive and there you can use the you can use the ps5 features because depending on you know how how high res models you 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 have you're gonna have to load more or less data um, but does that mean that the ps5 is more future proof i guess it does because you know resolutions will increase and they're, they're gonna test the capabilities of unreal engine and from the demo we see that okay damn it actually can do this and they have these rocks i mean i i never thought i would say Oh, look at those beautiful rocks! <laughs> Ooh, so beautiful, shiny. Yeah, but they're, they're so realistic. <laughs> I mean, it's it's insane. That cave could be taken out from a movie or filmed for real, or what? What do I know? Um, now there are two parts there. Sorry to interrupt you. There that I want to touch on. Uh, first off, the uh, you said that the loading of loads uh, level of details models. Uh, have to be unloaded and reloaded. Are you sure that they aren't really just loading the high res resolution uh, asset and just do like tessellation and uh, surface removal? Could uh, be on the yeah. fly. I mean, if they, if they just use one high res model, they could just 
like do apply apply uh, computational geometry uh, techniques on the on the topology of the uh, of the mesh itself yeah and just yeah. reduce the the amount I, of information uh, i read uh, i read the um... Uh, some explanations on Reddit because I was very interested uh, to see both if I understood the technology correctly and and if others shared the same opinion. Um, some some people seem to believe that they're on are on they are unloaded from memory, um, and when they're doing you know the vertex calling thing as well, um, that they're they're unloading those from memory as well, and that they reload them from memory once they once you have to see them as the player if you ever get to see them yeah okay um, so they, they don't actually all right all right so yeah i guess what you're that's, getting at. that's the that's the common belief um that makes sense if, but yeah but i don't know if it's if it's correct or not it might be uh i would i wouldn't know i guess that loading in loading in stuff into memory kind of puts it puts a lower limit than loading and unloading from the ssd on your models um because you, you know what kind of specs there are for the ram on i mean uh, how much how much ram is there on the ps5 have they said that um i uh, i would have to check that i i think well i think both consoles have 16 gig of uh of ram yeah and how much what is the the read and write uh it's gddr oh no that's for the yeah they're they're using gddr6 memory for the for the graphics and then for uh i don't know what what uh how many how much ram they they have because, yeah okay yeah. then there's no reason i mean the, the the thing that i'm getting at here is what happens if you if you have an SSD that is basically just as quick as the RAM, oh, yeah, then you can yeah. probably just off offload and unload uh, whenever needed. Yeah, uh, true. But depending on the the ratio between those two, uh, what the difference is, then you could probably just keep stuff uh, in memory if you have a bunch of memory uh, that you could just like waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, th that's that's true. Uh... You know, it, it's um, if you if the SSD becomes as fast as the RAM, then it's basically equivalent to the RAM. So then you have RAM. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, that Intel has some some solutions uh, in regards to that. But yeah. anyway, I uh, think uh, if we look at DDR4, they still have. Uh, they're they're not far off, but you have to remember that DDR5 is coming and stuff. But um, if you look at the, the three thousand two hundred uh, um, uh, megahertz megahertz uh, DDR four, yeah. Then uh, it's rated at I think it's twenty five point six gigabytes per second. So they're still a little off with five point five. It's a fifth of that, but yeah, you know, it's yeah, getting it's closer. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So the ratio there is five, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right now, at least. But you know, PCI Express four is coming. And that's gonna double PCI Express uh, uh, three speeds, uh, so that's gonna be really fast. Um, but yeah, it's still it's still not gonna come uh, not gonna come close close enough. And and DDR five is from what I've heard, it's coming. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna push it even higher, of course. So I think for for now, RAM memory is gonna stay. Uh, ahead of uh, ahead of SSDs in in speed, yeah, right. but the question is how much speed do you need? Because yeah, yeah, exactly. How much how much geometry do you actually need to to like load? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm guessing you don't have to use 16 gigabytes uh, <laughs> every frame. No, so. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it might be enough. Yeah, um, yeah. Interesting times. Yeah, so basically Unreal Engine is in a really cool spot right now. Uh, oh yeah, I actually uh, want to talk about one last aspect uh, of Unreal Engine. Uh, and with this kind of technology, Unreal Engine is used for movie making as well. It's not just used for uh, for games. They use Unreal Engine for uh, cinematics as well as architectural visualizations as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, having this kind of technology in those areas would be really interesting to see. Really cool. 
especially in movie making, movie making. Um, because imagine if you could just grab uh, a bunch of animators and modelers uh, and just let them twiddle with Unreal Engine. Imagine the things that you can do. Yeah, uh, and also, you know, um, I was, uh, because you said this about architecture, because I know um, some, uh, when, they, when they do building design, um, and they model up the building, then they want to do some kind of light analysis so they can see, well, okay, throughout the day, depending on when this, where this, uh, where this building is placed, um, how much light do you actually get if you design a, an apartment building or whatever? Okay, so these apartments, how much light do you get? And if you can do this uh, real-time light thing, then you know you can do it in real time. You don't have to. Usually, you would have to wait for a render for that. And see, okay, during the render, you'll see. Well, this is how much light you get into into the apartment during, you know, afternoon or uh, morning or whatever. Uh, but this, you could just okay, you you can go in, inside. You can place your camera inside the apartment. You can do some real time light shifting and see. Okay, was this good enough, or do we need bigger windows? So for even for architects, I think that would be a very cool application. Yeah, and also not only the lighting effects there. Uh, I would guess that having realistic sounds and reverberations would be a really cool feature as well in yeah. those installments. Yeah. So it's uh, so, it's cool. Yeah, Unreal Engine, the shit right now. Uh, a lot of drooling everywhere. <laughs> uh, if you have any questions or want to discuss anything, do not hesitate. Please just join the Discord server. And uh, thanks for listening to us. This is the first episode ever, and we'll have a bunch of these coming up. Yep, yep. It's going to be exciting. It's going to yeah, be very cool exciting. Yep. See you around. Bye-bye.